Hey everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. So thank you guys. I'm going to start off with a thank you because I have over a hundred listeners now, and that's so crazy to think about. So thank you guys. I'm definitely going to try to be more like consistent with my podcast episodes because I haven't been, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been consistent. Well, last year I wasn't consistent, but this year I'm going to be more consistent with episodes, which is why I'm giving you guys three whole episodes in one month. And then I'm going to try to get into like more of a actual routine, but thank you guys. Welcome back to the episode. Welcome back to gossip with me. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about whether or not love is blind. And we're going to be talking about the show love is blind. Now, let me preface by saying, if you don't watch the show, I'm going to talk about it in a way that you don't really have to have watched the show. I'm going to give you the backdrop. Um, tell you like the overview of the show. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you my opinion on whether or not I believe that love is blind. Um, But yeah, this is like a super interesting topic because love is blind after the altar comes out on Friday, February 10th. So it's going to be super interesting to like, to see how things shake because after the altar is like a year after everything's happened. So thank you guys for tuning into the episode and I will, I will carry out my promise and make a little, um, or get somebody to make some kind of theme music for my podcast now that I have over a hundred listeners. So stay tuned for that. Maybe it'll be in time for the next episode, but I'm not going to promise you that, but I will have a theme song at some point. So stay tuned. Now let's jump into the episode. So we're going to answer the essential question of if love is blind. And that is probably one of like the biggest philosophical questions that like so many people ask, like, is love blind, blind dates, this, that, like, do they like me for my personality, all that jazz. But in the show, Love is Blind, the premise of the show is that People from various backgrounds, various ages, um, get together on a show and they are put into pods, what they call pods. They're basically rooms where they're by themselves and they blind date other people that are in the room next to them. So they like talk through a wall so they can't see the other person. It's essentially blind dating. They blind date a bunch of different people and they create such strong emotional relationships that they get engaged, literally get engaged to the person that they like bond with the most. And um, they like kind of do this like reverse relationship thing where they go on a honeymoon with that person. Okay, obviously they see the person, they get engaged and they see them. Then they go on this honeymoon and then they move in with the person and then they go to the altar and decide whether or not they actually want to marry this person. Is love blind? Like is the emotional connection they made in the pods strong enough to say that love is truly blind. I did not have to see this person before I, um, more like I did not have to see this person in order to know that my emotional connection is worthy of like a lifetime, lifelong relationship. Now, in my humble opinion, after watching three seasons of this show, I don't believe that love is blind. (laughs) 
Um, I think with the exception of like one couple, which would be um, this couple from season one, that's like just super strong. Most of these relationships have not lasted. And it just shows that there is somewhat of a attraction necessary in order to, I guess, the attraction is necessary in order to have a strong and lasting relationship. And within the pods, like even though people have emotional relationships, either A, they're not old enough and mature enough to just move forward without necessarily that person being their type. But I think more importantly, it's just the attraction is a factor and there's nothing wrong with attraction being a factor in a long lasting relationship. Um, but I do think that it does come along with other aspects. So I don't think it's like the lack of emotional connection in the pods, but I do think that it could be, um, moving in together. Like if you have people that you emotionally connect with, but one person's super dirty, one person is super clean, one person is very immature, one person is very meticulous, one person likes to wake up early, another person likes to stay out late. Like there's been issues with people that some people like to stay in and the other person stays out till like four in the morning. And people just live very different lifestyles. Finance have also been a problem. Um, career goals, family goals, stuff like that. Um, and obviously like you can talk about those things in the pods, but like in practice, cleanliness varies from person to person. So not my version of clean is not necessarily going to be the person next to me's version of clean. And my version of like a plan is not going to be necessarily what somebody else might think is a plan. So I think that plays a big role in like whether or not love is blind. And I just don't think that it is blind. I think that there's so many other factors to consider in a marriage. And this is a controversial take, but I think that a marriage requires more than just love. Like I think that you can have a strong marriage in people that not are not necessarily in love with each other, but a marriage is a partnership. A marriage is like a lifelong commitment to another person. And that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, rooted in love. It can be rooted in commitment, rooted in um, similar goals, similar values, similarly, similar like family structures and goals and stuff like that. So it's like, yes, like love should be a part of marriage, but it doesn't have to be. And it doesn't have to be like a, a fairy tale romance in order for it to be a successful lifelong partnership. And I think that's what the show shows that some people, you know, on paper, they're great. But when it comes to companionship, some of these people can't even last six months. Um, so just to talk about some of the heaviest hitters from the show, there are two couples that I want to hit on maybe three. If I, don't run too long. But Cole and Zinnab, these two people, drastically different backgrounds. Um, Cole is like very immature. He was married before, um, got divorced. He's like in his mid twenties. And Zinnab has never been married. She's in her early thirties. She's like very meticulous. Um, and they just clashed 
in a way that I've never seen on that show before. Um, it was, it was very sad to watch because in the beginning their like romance in the pods was very like sweet, but by the end, once they got to the reunion episode, Zinob was like such, so harsh on Cole and like she bashed him at the altar. She basically said, she didn't basically say, she said, and I quote, you single-handedly destroyed my self-confidence, end quote. In front of like every, like everyone that's at a wedding, so like friends, family, like everyone that was there, she said, like she told him completely off. And I think she kind of blindsided him and a lot of other viewers because it did seem like they were going to say yes to each other at the altar until she like did this whole thing. Um, which really stemmed from Cole saying that he found another girl more his type than Zinub, which is another aspect of the show is that like somebody that you emotionally connect with might not be your traditional type. And are you okay with stepping outside of that type? And I think Cole was, I think he admitted that yes, other people on the show would have been his traditional type, would have been the people he would have gone for. But I think he valued his emotional connection to Zinub. And he did find her attractive, just not his type, which I think rubbed Zinub the wrong way. And then when they got to the reunion episode, she was tearing him up. She was just telling him that, you know, he allegedly, she says that he did something after the bachelor party and none of the guys could vouch for whether or not they attended someplace after the bachelor party. Um, it was It was a little odd because you'd think that they said that they all went together. Her story was that all the guys went out after the recorded bachelor party to do some more partying and none of the guys on the show vouched for it on the reunion episode. Now, again, this is reality TV. It's very possible that they did it and they just didn't want to talk about it, but it, it was odd because nobody could verify whether or not they went somewhere after the party, but Zinub is alleging that Cole is out here giving other girls numbers right before they're about to get married. But then there was this whole controversy about this cutie scene, which essentially um, highlighted some of Zinub's insecurities. Um, the scene was just them right before the dinner, the last dinner before they had to decide whether or not they were going to get married. And Zinub was <laughs> eating a cutie, sharing the cuties with um, Cole and Cole says, you know, make sure to save your appetito. That's what he said. This is the quote. Make sure to save your appetito. Um, because we have a big dinner coming up. And she was like, all I've eaten all day is cuties. And he was like, well, I offered you a poke bowl. Like, why don't you eat all day? And on the reunion, she kind of twists his words and says that he's like fat shaming her and like, making her feel bad about her weight right before the wedding. And I think Zinub has a lot of insecurity. And I don't know if that came from before the show or if that came from Cole expressing that Colleen was his traditional type. But that just made a lot of, it, it caused a lot of ruckus on the show, but it was very, it, it showed a very like um, manipulative, um, almost gaslighter-esque, energy from Zinnab, which was like so scary to see on television. And I, I'm probably going to have a whole other episode talking about 
um, like gaslighting and because I, I listen to like a lot of psychological podcasts and um, I listened to this one doctor that comes from Red Table Talk and she has a whole um, podcast on gaslighting and like what that means and like Zinnab played directly into what somebody that gaslights someone is and honestly she played directly into narcissism and like just like narcissistic traits that she had and it was just very sad to see on television and Cole had like kind of a breakdown and he just seemed like someone that was just being gaslit. Now, again, we do not know the full story. It's a reality TV show. It's like we are very much um, aware that we don't see everything. But the fact that the producers released the cutie scene that they like to call it, the cutie scene where they're eating cuties, and it showed that, you know, Zena was kind of seeing things very differently than Cole or from what other people would view as something, you know, offensive or something that was coming for her weight was, you know, very interesting. But nonetheless, I also want to talk about Raven and SK. So on the show, they were fine. They were a fire couple, like black couple, which is, you know, somewhat rare on the show. And, um, they seem fine. The only problematic thing Raven thing Raven said on the show was like she wanted SK to pay for her rent, even though he wasn't going to be living in Texas and he was going to be living in California and he had to pay his own rent in California and he was going to be a full time student and he was kind of like, where is the money for that coming from? Like, how am I going to pay for my rent and your rent? And I'm a student full time. Um, that was the only thing that people were like, oh, Raven girl, like. Who was paying your rent before? Why why all of a sudden he needs to pay your rent? Um, but that was like the only somewhat problematic thing that she said. Um, but overall, I loved Raven. I like her. I still like her. Um, but it's literally a hot mess after this show because SK got caught up. This is where we get the gossip, girls. This is where we get the gossip. So SK, let me actually start from a little farther out. Her and SK get to the altar. At the altar, they decide whether or not they want to get married. SK says no, which was shocking because their relationship seemed fine throughout the show. I was pretty confident that they were going to say yes to each other and it was going to be cool marriage. Da, da, da. The only problem was SK was moving to California. The, the show was based out of Texas. SK is moving to California. He's going to um, get his MBA. And that was kind of odd that he joined the show and then he was going to have to move states like right after. But, you know, people do long distance and Raven was willing to do it. So I didn't really seem like a big deal. Then it comes out after the show, after the reunion, after everything has been aired, um, that SK has this girlfriend. He has a whole other girl on the side. She comes out on TikTok, says, you know, your boyfriend is or your fiance is my boyfriend. And everyone on TikTok's like, oh, you know, send the receipts, send the receipts. She sends the receipts, time stamped. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So Love is Blind producers get involved. And then now it's a legal battle because rumor on the street is that Raven and SK were trying to finesse Love is Blind and get the money from Love is Blind, get the attention. Um, 
and like endorsements and stuff like Raven is a Pilates instructor and she does YouTube Pilates videos for people that are like beginners or just you know want to do Pilates for free and she got like a uptick in subscribers she has like a big TikTok platform big Instagram platform now she has a big platform on YouTube and like that all came from the show and now the rumor on the street is that they were kind of finessing it because they both could see the benefits of being on the show. They got paid to be on the show and they also get like the social media clout so they could be a content creator and get endorsements and all of that. Um, so yeah, now they're in a legal battle with, <laughs> with the Love is Blind producers and SK's ex-girlfriend is saying that she was at the wedding and she knew that he was going to say no because SK said that it was just a show. It is a hot mess. Like, it's actually a, a legitimate hot mess. I recommend, um, if you haven't watched the show, watch it. But I'm interested to see on, you know, February 10th, after The Altar comes out, I'm interested to see how that is going to be portrayed on After The Altar. I heard that a lot of this, the allegations didn't come out until um, after they already recorded After The Altar, which... I think they really should just re-record it, but they're not allowed to speak about it until it comes out. So when it comes out, I may make another episode depending on how juicy, you know, everything comes out of it because it might not be that interesting. It might just be them before all the lawsuit allegations came out, but it seems like they're not in a relationship anymore. It seems like Raven broke it off. There was like rumors of them still hanging out. There was video of them in Costco. I was like, what are y'all doing in Costco? Y'all supposed to be broken up. So... I'm not really sure what's going on if it was just for show or if Raven really did kind of get played and maybe she took him back. I don't know. It's just very, it's, <laughs> the show is very messy. And then lastly, the one last couple that I want to talk about is Colleen and Matt. And they're relatively unproblematic on the show until Matt gets like this really bad anger issues towards Colleen and he keeps like threatening to leave Colleen and keeps threatening to um like end the marriage and I thought that was just very emotionally manipulative um and Matt had been in like a really bad relationship prior a bad marriage um his wife got pregnant by another man had a baby they ended up getting divorced yeah like that's like I I completely understand why he'd be tentative to go get into another marriage but sweetie don't don't join a show where you're gonna have to get engaged and you're not ready to be engaged you know if you need to take the time to heal take the time to heal but you're on the show now the way that he was treating colleen just very much seemed like he was still traumatized by his wife and then people did some digging you know people on twitter are gonna dig into your past and what do they do they dig into matt's past he's a trump supporter and on the after the altar episode not after the altar on the reunion episode he just was very much menacing over Colleen like you could just tell by the body language and the way that he reacted to her talking about um when Cole was saying that she she was his type he just looked very like angry at Colleen and it was weird because the anger was directed at her and not at Cole and Cole was the one that kind of initiated it and while I understand on one hand that she was like entertaining it, it's always odd to me when people in a partnership blame the person that was receiving it rather than the person 
that did the bad thing. So Cole went after Colleen and made a comment at Colleen. It's not really Colleen's fault that he made a comment at her. Now, she was entertaining at some point, but overall, it was not her it was not her fault. And I think she made a mistake and she apologized for it. And if he wasn't going to move on from that, then, he, you know, he should have had a conversation. But to hold it over her head and then even at the reunion episode, he just seemed so menacing about it. It got so crazy and so much attention that people were very much worried for, like, Colleen's safety. And they were like, you know, is this a safe relationship? And Psychology Today actually released an article about both um, Zinnab and Cole and like gaslighting and narcissism and manipulation in that relationship. But they also released a relationship about, or released a, a blog about Matt and Colleen talking about whether or not reality TV shows that focus on love should be held liable for like domestic violence situations or like emotionally manipulated situations like that was the article about both Zinnab and Cole and Matt and Colleen about whether or not psychological damage is something that contestants can argue in court or just whether or not it's good for their mental health and it it's interesting because Matt and Colleen have been married for almost a year and a half now but they still haven't moved in together Colleen has like roommates she lives in an apartment and it's a little odd to me that they don't live together after being married for this time. I, I believe it's a year and a half now, you know, fact check me if I'm wrong, but I believe they've been married for about a year and a half, but yeah, just doing the background checks. Now love is blind is trying to look for people that are, have better backgrounds, like more like vetting in their systems because before they would just DM people on Instagram, say you want to be on love is blind. That was pretty much the criteria. Now, because it's becoming such a big show, um, they're kind of like stepping up their game a little, but they're also trying to get people that are serious about being on the show and not just people that are here to be on a reality TV show so they can be a content creator, which would create or prevent people like, you know, potentially SK and Raven that were just on the show to make a name for themselves. So it'll be interesting how this After the Altar turns out. But overall, do you guys think love is blind? Do you genuinely think that you can ha exist in a marriage and love somebody even if you've never seen them? I don't know if I believe in it based on the show. Based on the show, I don't know if I believe in it. I don't think that marriages are successful just based on emotional connection. I think that there's personality connections and just living arrangements and finances and all this other stuff. But let me know what you guys think. Maybe I'll leave. If you guys are listening on Spotify, I will leave a little poll. Do you think love is blind? Yes or no? But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I cannot wait to talk about love is blind after the altar on Friday because that's going to be too good all this tea is still piping by that point. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. And I hope to gossip with you guys soon. See you.